But we have a really exciting guest in the studio today for our next interview. Would you mind introducing yourselves? Hi, I'm Ryan Green. And I'm Mike Perotto. Thanks, Ryan and Mike. So, Ryan, Mike, you two created the game That Dragon Cancer, which uh, was an award-winning, deeply moving game. For those who have not heard of the game, would you mind describing it really quickly? Sure. Um, this is Ryan. Uh, my wife, Amy, and I have four children. Our third son, Joel, uh, was diagnosed with cancer when he was one year old. Um, and uh, that kind of swept us into the world of cancer. And, and uh, when he was two years old, um, the cancer came back, and they told us that he would die. Um, but he didn't die, and he lived for um, close to four more years. Um, and in that time, uh, Amy and I and Mike and uh, Josh, my business partner, and, and a number of other people um, helped us create this video game. Uh, Josh and I are video game developers, and so we created a video game to essentially document Joel's life and his battle with cancer and um, everything kind of we went through as a family in, in fighting that. All right. Can you kind of describe what the writing and creative process for a game like this was? Well, what was um, maybe unique about our experience is that we didn't approach the design of this game after Joel had passed. Um, we, we approached designing this in the middle of everything. Um, and so it was very much a process of, um, of designing as we were processing and as, it, as we were going through things. Um, we didn't know the end of the story. Um, we only knew where we were at. And so I would say that our design process and, and what we thought we were creating changed um, throughout the three years that we were building the game. And you and your wife made this game together. And as you were going through this together, what do you, do you think that she and your whole family kind of helped you write the game and helped you process this? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a collaborative effort um, between everybody. Um, Amy and I were co-writers, and and all of us were co-designers, and and we were all very much involved in every part, of, uh, every aspect of the game. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, it's it's sometimes easy to kind of narrow it down to just one person, you know. Um, but it was very much a a team and family effort. Um, and even you know, our children uh, were part of the experience where um, they did voiceover parts of themselves. Um, and even Elijah, our youngest son, um, we had him um, speak as Joel uh, in the game. So it was it was very much um, very personal at every level. And there was even some uh, community involvement with our, with our Kickstarter and yeah. uh, putting poems and quotes and things like that from community members in the game as well. Oh. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Mike, what was your involvement in the game like? Um, well, I've known Ryan since uh, eighth grade, um, <laughs> so we've been friends for a very long time. Um, and uh, you know, watching their family go through this, I personally I wanted to help in any way that I could. And when the opportunity came up to help out with the game specifically, um, I jumped all over that and was able to to come in and help with project management and kind of fill a producer role and do some development and testing and community management. So I helped uh, kind of on the outskirts, but um, it was a pretty incredible experience all around. Thanks, Mike. So it seems like faith played a major role in both your experience and in the final product of the game. Um, in times of intense hardship like you went through, what about your faith gave you strength? 
Hmm. Well, I'd say uh, faith, you know, oftentimes in our culture, we see people of faith as people wielding faith like a weapon, right? It's like a sword that you try to cut other people with, right? But I see faith now as um, as a shield, as a, as a comfort, you know? It's the thing that cradled us in, in the hard times, and it's the thing that sustains us, and it's the thing that we, um, you know, like, uh, we... we take our anger to God and our disappointment to God and, and all of our questions to God, and we don't really have the answers. Um, and so I think, uh, for me, faith is part of the human wrestle that we all have to face when we're trying to, um, trying to deal with, you know, the, the um, aftermath of, of disaster in our lives. Um, so, so for us, it was just such a core part of how we see the world. And, and how we see everything else, or in how we see meaning and and um, how we love each other and how we treat each other, that it was kind of inextricable from from the experience. Um, so it was just kind of like the, uh, the thing that you just weave in because it's part of who you are. So it's been nearly four years since the game initially came out. How has the creation of the game and the outcome of the game changed your life and the lives around you? Hmm. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like the opportunity to create that drug and cancer was the thing that allowed me to function. Um, it was a lot, the thing that allowed me to keep going. I think, you know, during the process of the game, I changed careers. I, I left my job. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, in the midst of, of grief and loss, you don't really think much is much else is important and so it's easy to just kind of check out a life um, but I think that dragon cancer was the thing that our family and our friends could do to honor Joel um, in the wake of his death um, and so in that regard it it um, it was providential you know um, I think in the in the years afterward it's been a lot harder to return to you know it was the thing that we were so um, it was the first thing that we were able to do, and it was the only thing we were able to do. And afterwards, um, it's kind of hard to go back to that. Um, but what's beautiful is getting messages even today of people that have said, I, I, I got one message recently where they said, um, I bought your game years ago, but I didn't play it because I didn't want to play it until I had children. Now I have children and I played it and it will stay with me forever. Wow. And that, it's that sort of thing, realizing that. Um, for, for pain and even certain kinds of art, like, um, they speak to you in different ways in different parts of your life, just like, you know, your favorite song, um, it changes its meaning as you listen to it throughout your life. Right. Um, and so in this way, I think that there's a time for everything and I'm hopeful that our offering of art will be something that people can approach in different types of, in, in different times of their life when they're ready. Um, and so we're starting to see the fruit of that. Um, even years after we released it. That moves pretty cleanly into my next question. So you won some pretty major awards for the game. It got some pretty serious focus. Did you expect the kind of response that the game got? You, you know, you hope when you put something creative into the world that it's not met with apathy, right? You would either <laughs> hope that people would love it or hate it. Um, but we're grateful that people loved it. I think the thing that surprised us the most is how much it was embraced on YouTube. 
um, and like all the major streamers, um, or you know, a handful of the major streamers all played it. And what's been incredible is to see how uh, their audience reacted to it and um, how they shared their hearts with each other in the comment sections of these videos and um, shared their stories. I mean, I think my favorite part is when journalists or YouTubers or, you know, whoever out there um, um, played the game, they turned around and used it as a permission to share their own stories. Wow. And so that's where I feel like Joel's story creates kind of like that cultural wake in in the places around him, um, even long after he's gone, is that it just gives permission for people to talk about the hard things in their lives that have made them who they are. I, I actually couldn't agree more. Uh, before, while Red and I were planning this interview, we were talking. Uh, we were talking about cancer, and we had a conversation we've never had before. And I think you actually gave us an opportunity to do that, just in in our own way. And I uh, that's completely unrelated to anything we had planned to say. But uh, I I think that's amazing. Well, and it's a gift to us, you know, because I think a lot of people get afraid to ask people about loss because they don't want to put, be in an uncomfortable situation. You know, you might not ask somebody uh, about somebody they lost or a hard thing they went through because you're afraid that they might get emotional and you won't know what to do. But in fact, um, when I'm asked about it and I get emotional, it's almost a gift. You know, it's because like, oh, you're acknowledging my pain. You care about that. And I get to tell you about somebody I loved. Um, and so I, I would just in, encourage people to do that, you know, ask people about the hard things and, and remember those anniversaries, um, because it's so meaningful when you remember those an anniversaries, um, it can be very lonely <laughs> in the years after loss, um, because people stop asking and they stop remembering. And, and for some reason we were given the gift of the game and, and a documentary that allows us to just, um, that gives us permission to keep talking about them. So you touched a little bit on the documentary. Um, the documentary was called Thank You for Playing, and it was being made while you were still working on the game. And what do you feel when you watch the documentary and see where you've come from um, today? Like I was saying, it was it's a gift to our family. It's a snapshot in time of who our children were and who we were. And uh, we get to see the life, uh, Joel and all of um he was so full of life and so full of joy, and and the film just captures that, um, and it also captures the love of of everybody that helped us, you know, um, our team and and in, including Mike and and um, and just all the ways that they gathered around our family to make something beautiful in the midst of all of this. So you've actually got a screening coming up for the documentary later tonight uh, for anyone interested in going. Uh, how could they how could they go and see it and the filmmakers are going to be there how do you know the uh, filmmakers so the filmmakers reached out to us in 2000 I want to say 2013 after they had seen like a, a line item in a local like art or a games as art news mag or web magazine right and so they reached out to us and we we're like uh, we're kind of nervous about inviting strangers into our life to document something that was so personal even though we were doing it but Understandable. we saw with their work that they they made films with integrity and as documentarians they let their subjects tell their own stories and so um, because of that we were just um, they came out for a week and we got to know them and we and we learned to trust them and and they were even there the night that Joel died um, and even after Joel passed away they stayed over an extra few days to help us put together videos for Joel's memorial 
Um, and so they became very much um, almost collaborators in the process of documenting Joel's life. We've said that we got to document him from two different lenses. Um, and so you see that in the, in the film and in the game. Um, and, you know, the, the local um, science museum, the, the Children's Discovery Museum up in North Fort Collins, um, they're doing a video game exhibit. Um, and they reached out to us because we're local video game developers. Um, and so they arranged to do a screening of the documentary uh, tonight. I think, it, I think it's at like 6.30 or something like that. And that's at the Fort Collins Museum of Discovery. Yeah, in their, in their like big dome theater. Gotcha. So what do you hope that people take away when they're playing the game or even after? You touched a little bit on it, but could you go more in depth on your hopes mm-hmm. of what people take away from it? I originally hoped that they would walk away with answers, you know, um, uh, because our, our faith is such a central part of our life. We saw art as, as a way to express the truth of our faith, right? But in the midst of disappointment, when the things that you believe don't quite work out the way that you expected them to, um, that, that disappointment is, is kind of scary. And it, and it, it's, um, it, uh, it, it makes you feel exposed and vulnerable, you know, but we found that, that sharing, um, the, you know, sharing our vulnerability and allowing people to see that we don't have all the answers. We have a lot of questions that we, that we still wrestle with, but that we, that we choose to, um, to, to look to a greater source and, and to, and, and to, um, be comfortable in that tension, um, and be comfortable not having the answers. So I, I would hope that people would walk away from playing the game. Um, not, it's not something with a tidy bow on it. You know, there's not a happy ending. It's a, it's a devastating ending. It's not the ending we wanted, uh, but it was the ending that we were given. Um, and so I think in the midst of that, um, I hope people feel that they're not alone, that they're in the midst of hundreds and thousands of people that go through this sort of loss every year, um, and, and that they feel seen. And um, that's the beautiful thing about video games is that you can invite somebody into a world that you've created and then you can acknowledge what they care about. You know, you can like you can watch your player and and care for them in a certain way. Um, And I think that's a beautiful part of the medium as you become the person. Um, So this is uh, this is one of our last questions. And this is uh, this is a tough question. And I'm very curious. Do you, do you think that you made this game for others, or did you make this game as an outlet for yourself and your family? Yeah, we started making it for others. It ended up being for ourselves. And, uh, and hopefully, <laughs> over time, it just will become a gift to everybody. Beautiful. Okay, Ryan and Mike, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add about the game or the film? Hmm. Go ahead. You go first. Okay. Um, you had said, uh, Ryan had said that uh, we had, uh, one of the things that he was hoping that people would get out of the game was answers. And I think another thing that people ended up getting out of the game, and, and it's, it was a very common thing that we found when we went to different gaming expos and stuff like that, was um, it gave them permission to talk about things, and it, it gave them uh, permission to ask questions and things like that. And I think that was a a huge gift to us and to the people that we got to talk to. I mean, it opened up the door for so many conversations and mm-hmm. in the strangest of places, um, <laughs> you know, in a loud, you know, video game conference, 
uh, we were hugging and, and crying and talking about stuff with people and it was it was beautiful and it was things that I don't think we expected at all um, but as that as we kept doing it it just it became a very uh, beautiful thing that I, I think uh, we we hope that that continues I would say for um, for students you know uh, uh, I love you know this media department my wife graduated from CSU in technical journalism uh, and uh, from here and um, and also just you know in your art and creativity I mean I think there's it, what's amazing about uh, video game culture and geek culture in general is that so many of the people that are passionate about it uh, love it and are creators themselves and um, I've talked to people you know on conference floors that look at me and there's fear in their eyes and there's concern because they're scared of making themselves vulnerable uh, for other people because you know the internet's a wild <laughs> Uh, dangerous place, right? Where you get a lot of, you you get people that love you and you get people that hate you. Um, But what we found in the midst of sharing our story is that um, we surrounded ourselves with people that loved us and that would fight for us, right? But that also, it's not in your strength where you're the strongest. It's, you know, often in your vulnerability that um, you're the most protected. Because with true vulnerability and authenticity, like, um, people want to love you and they want to protect you, you know? And so, but in that way, um, the things that you share are the things that will most connect to people and hopefully most change their lives. Um, and so that's what my encouragement to students would be and creators would be is that, um, be vulnerable and, and do it with a team. It's wonderful. So Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, where could we find more information on the game if we wanted to look? Um, you know, if you want to read about it, you can Google that Dragon Cancer. There's been a lot written and said about it. Um, or if we, you wanted to play it per se, um, we have uh, the game is available on Steam. It's a, it's available on the Apple and the Google App Stores, um, and uh, and if you an easy way to find it is just thatdragoncancer.com. Gotcha. Thank you so much, Ryan.